Welcome and thank you for listening to this message from Legacy Church New Braunfels. To connect with us, go to LegacyNB.com. Now enjoy this message from Pastor Jay Miller. Stay in this song right now. The Lord's doing something in the room. Uh, just remind of the story where there's ten lepers that come up to Jesus. And they cry out from afar, you know, would you just heal us? And, and Jesus says, go and present yourself to the priest. Because that was a process of restoration back into relationship into society. And, and it says, and as they went, they were healed. There's a level of obedience to the Word of God that actually created healing that came. It didn't come in the moment they received the Word. It's in the moment they obeyed the Word that they went. But there's something interesting about the story is, They all stop and they look and say, we're healed. The nine continued on, but one of them was a Samaritan. The Samaritan turned around and says, I'm not going to a priest. I'm going back to the one that healed me. And he comes back to Jesus and just overwhelming sense in my heart saying, Jesus goes, where's the other nine? I healed 10 of you. I know I healed 10 of you. Where's the other nine? He goes, I don't know, but I'm coming back to you. And he says, Your faith has saved you. There was something about healing that came and the obedience to the word, but there was something about living out the salvation that was possible by coming back to him. And what I hear is this, is that we can come and have an encounter with God and we can get wet and we get touched by him and we can go, yay God, you did something for me, but we never return back to him. And all we're looking for is power before presence in those moments. But when we encounter him and we say, I just need your presence before your power. I just need you. I'm not coming to you because I need something from you. I just come into you because I need you. There's something inside of you that I can't live without. That I cannot do without. That I just want to spend a moment in the presence of the one who loves me, who created me. And regardless if you ever do anything that changed my circumstances, I will bow at your feet and I will stay in your presence and be forever changed. We're in a pivotal moment in history where revivals have taken place over the years and many of them, not all of them, but many of them have dwindled out because there became a moment where people became enthused with just the power and the deeds of God and they would come from afar to see God do what God does. And yet, it never penetrated in here. It never got into the place of their heart where they said, I'm just glad I found the one who made me. The key to sustainable revival is this. He will not relent until he has all of you. my question for you this this morning is this will you relent until you have all of him or will you press in and say until I have you I will be the Samaritan leper that was healed and say I'm coming back to him I'm going to sit at his feet I'm going to come back to him and say thank you for making me whole and this is the place I'm made whole I'm going to be like Moses don't send an angel with me to work I need you Don't send an angel into my school. I need you. 
Don't send an angel into my marriage. I need you, Jesus. You alone will satisfy. So here's my question for you. How many entered in the room this morning needing a life-changing encounter with him? Just raise your hand. Let me tell you this quick story real quick. I was in a meeting with Bill Johnson, who pastors Bethel Church, that Randy Clark was doing. And Randy asked a very similar question. How many of you came into the room needing a life-altering change? If you are, if you did, come forward to the altar. You know who the first one was at the altar? Bill Johnson. And Randy goes, Bill, what do you need? And he goes, I always need a life-altering encounter with him. <laughs> I always, always, always need a life-altering encounter with him. It says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. You're never, ever going to run out of the need for a life-altering encounter with Jesus. So I just want to go back into this song, and I just say, would you just let go of all the crap from the week? Would you let go of all the stuff from your life or society or government or any of those other stuff? And would you just say, I just want you. And whether that's coming to the altar, he's, more, he's just as present back there as he's present right here. Here's the most thing. Will you come and change my heart, God? Will you indwell me? So let's just come right now. Father, we say, all we have is yours. All that we are is yours. There's never a moment in our life, God, that we don't need you. So would you just come in fresh ways? Fresh ways. Would you transform us, Lord God, until all of us is one with you? So just have your way right now. Just go ahead and let it be silent for a moment. Holy Spirit, do on us what you want to do. So like before we're supposed to move on, there needs to be a, a tangible shift in your decision-making process. What I heard the Lord say is it's time to take reverse out of your transmission. <laughs> There's no reverse. There's only what you're going to do from this point on to move forward in the Lord. Some in this room may decide to move away from the Lord. And the Lord will honor your choice. But I just want you to understand in the moment in history that we're in, it's going to be hard to turn around 
if you move away from him now? No shame, no guilt, no condemnation, just stating fact. So make a decision right now. I just feel like it's the decision that Joshua charged Israel with. Choose whom today you're not just going to serve, whom you're going to give your whole life to. Whom you're going to give everything about you. Your past, your present, and your future. You're giving it all to Him. Who are you going to give that to? There's revivals taking place right now across the planet. The thing we've been talking about, the thing we've been praying for, is upon us. And I feel the solemnness of the Lord in it. I feel the fear of the Lord in it. Choose now. If you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, do it right now in your heart. Say, Jesus, you're my Lord. I'm all in. There's no reversal. There's no neutral. I'm moving forward in you. So I'm just going to tell you what I hear the Lord say to do. There's times I operate in a pastoral grace. There's other times I op operate in an apostolic grace. And I'm hearing him telling you to stand before you as an apostle and say, I've heard your confession of faith. And the Lord says it's been logged in the courts of heaven. Sha. Heaven takes your confession seriously. And here's what I heard the Lord's confession be. And I will move all in into you. I am all in is what the Lord says. Lord, we don't have to wait to the day of Pentecost to experience Pentecost. Would you come below in this room now? you come transform us completely and fully your kingdom come your will be done now as it's done in heaven let it be done here now we add our yes to your yes. We add our yes to the revival that's happening at Ashbury College right now. To revivals that are happening in L.A. right now. To revivals that are happening in Louisiana. I just read about this morning right now. To revivals across the planet right now. We as a people who are one with you now step into that level of oneness with the body of Christ across the planet that says, yes, now. 
The solution our world's been waiting for and crying out for is your kingdom come and your will being done in your body into the earth. Learn to steward this moment. Oh, people of God. Learn to recognize the one that's present with you now. I just declare to thee in the days to come, it will be what Elijah experienced on the mountain. When he'd been burned out and afraid because Jezebel had come to threaten his life. And yet, he went to the mountaintop and the Lord said, stand at the mountain of the, the mouth of the cave. Get out of the cave. Don't go back to the cave. Get to the mountaintop, the edge. And it describes storms that came, fire, earthquake, wind. And the voice said, and the Lord was not in it. But then there came a quiet, still voice. Lord, we know you move in powerful ways. But we recognize that it's the quiet, still voice that's sustaining that's more powerful than everything the enemy can throw at us. He's just sealing things up in some, some hearts right now. He's sealing up some things in your minds right now. I see right now, through many of you right now, I'm not, not specifically who you are, I just see this picture of the Lord going through the timeline of your life. And there's specific moments in the history of your life that were traumatic, either things that were done to you or things that were withheld from you. There was a way that you were formed by the world, not formed by the hands of God, but you were formed by the world through these events and circumstances. And the Lord's going to this place in the timeline of your life and saying, that was not my intention. Here is the intention of my heart. And I just see things being made right. Many of you walked in the room this morning. You may not even realize it, but the cry of your heart was this. If you don't show up, nothing's going to change. You came to the end of yourself. And the Lord says this, but I have showed up. And I have come. And I've heard the cry of my people. And I will make things right. Holy Spirit, have your way. Let us be comfortable in the silence of your presence.
so that when we walk into the busyness of the world, we know the distinction between your voice and the voice of the world. And we will live from this place. Some may be in this room going, when are we going to move on? Never. We sing that song, I don't want to talk about you like you're not in the room. Would you just continue your worship right now? I just hear the Lord say, we don't even need instrumentation. The instrumentation needed is the response of your heart to his presence. Just come, Holy Spirit. Just come, Holy Spirit. All right, let the fruit of the Spirit begin to multiply in the room right now. He's present. We receive you, Lord. We receive you. You are the King. You are King. You are King. Your glory is glorious. 
the Lord say, come to me, all who carry a heavy burden. Come to me and I'll give you rest. For my yoke and my burden is light and easy. Just keep worshiping him. Just hear the Lord say, in this place of my presence, I'm doing things that could never have been done through human hands. I'm doing things that could never have been done even through good processes. Just come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit.
if you came in the room needing joy this morning, would you just be so bold to raise your hand? Why don't you just stand up if you're not already standing up for joy, if you need a joy. What's the scripture say? The joy of the Lord is my strength. It's not just a happy feeling. So we just say joy come. May the evidence of the one who is present named Jesus and the fruit of your spirit is joy. Would you be just poured out through the room right now? Just come, 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 come. Just receive him right now. Just receive him right now. Just receive him now. Just say more, Lord. More, Lord. Mas fuego. Come on. Shatula manana. Just joy come. Just joy. Joy come. Joy come. Come on. Joy come. Joy come. What are you expecting? When you called out Jesus, what did you expect?
Press into him now. Press into him now. If it's uncomfortable, press past the discomfort now. Giving birth is not comfortable. And he's given birth to something inside of you now. Come, Holy Spirit. If you're capable and able, go ahead and kneel down. If you just need to sit in a chair because physicality, it's okay, but kneel down. Thank you, God, that when your spirit shows up, all humanness goes out the window. But your mind, your will, your emotions are allowed to roam and to activate and to transform us. 
thank you that what we're experiencing this morning is just a taste of what normal looks like. Lord, we repent of making anything else other than you taking over normal. We repent for building religious norms or structures instead of you have your way, Jesus. I thank you, God, that this moment we're experiencing together is not just for this moment, but it's for every moment that we live. I release an impartation, God, of expectation, of great faith and belief that every moment that we're with you and you're with us, everything changes. That when we encounter the small problems that appeared so big before we entered your presence, we'll be able to maintain the proper perspective of that you're in me and I'm in you and nothing else matters. Lord, let this be contagious with what the enemy did. I was prophesied what the enemy tried to do through COVID and manufactured pandemic. I just say right now, the pandemic of the Lord's coming against the kingdom of darkness. And that there is going to be death that's going to go throughout the land, but everything that's going to die is everything that was not supposed to be. Oh, death, where is your sting? We must die to ourselves so that we can be alive in Christ. (laughs) Every lie of the enemy, you die now, according to Jesus. Every false belief that's lifted itself up against the knowledge of who you are, God, and who we are in you, die now in the name of Jesus. You said that power of life and death is in the power of the tongue. So we're going to tell the thing that needs to die, and we're going to bless now. Bless, Lord, your truth. Multiply your truth. May your truth come and invade our hearts, our minds, our will, our emotions, Lord. May it move throughout our land, Lord God. May there be revival that hits our state capital, Lord God. May there be revival that hits our nation's capital, Lord God. May there be revival that hits the world's capitals, Lord God. May there be revival that hits, Lord God, every college and campus on this, in this world, Lord God. Now, would you just come? May our streets run with the glory of the Lord. Because your goodness is outpouring now. We take seriously, Lord. We pull upon the promise that the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the oceans cover the earth.
Would you just cry out for your family right now? To come to know Jesus. If there's anyone in your family that does not know Jesus, speak to their spirit now. And call them into Jesus. What do we recognize the point of, rep- of repentance is to come in the way you think, God, and your desire is that none should perish, but all should come to everlasting life. Lord, we're the harvesters. We'll send us into the field. We just ask for the grace for evangelism to pour into this house right now. We just break off the lie that it's hard for people to come to know Jesus. Instead, we lift up the truth that says, we declare it is easy for people to meet Jesus and to be saved. Yes. I heard it. The prodigals we call home. Come home. Enough time in the pig pen. Time to come home. We call forth the exiles. Come home. Come back to family. Lord say, Jesus, you, you, you did not hold the world's sins against it. You chose. So as an act of our will, we choose not to hold the sins against others. asked the Lord what he wanted to do, he says, just remind him on the day of Pentecost. Peter stood and says, 
this what you're seeing was prophesied about. This is that. And it says 3,000 people were added to the kingdom that day. And it says daily people are added to the kingdom, those who are being saved. If any of our connection team's able to go grab communion, would you guys go grab communion and hand it out for me? Everybody stay where you're at if you want to keep worshiping, but I just feel like we're supposed to take communion in this place. They're, they're, getting, they're in the back. That car doesn't have reverse, if you heard that thing. (laughs) No reverse. Obviously, God had a plan today. I'll let y'all know, tell me whenever everybody's got communion. I know we always say this, but communion, his presence is always one more opportunity for him to bring healing. So if you've been pressing in for physical healing, I want you to really have a level of expectation this morning.
Here we got them all. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you to our amazing Connections team. Here's what I thought was my message already. But before we take communion, I want to give you this illustration of what I saw the Lord doing. More, Lord. I'm going to read a verse for you. Ezekiel chapter 26, verses 25 through 27 says this, Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. Your filth will be washed away, and you will no longer worship idols. And I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. And I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender heart responsive heart. You will not follow, so that you will, apologize, let me reread that verse again, let's get the context, I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. What's beautiful about Ezekiel is it was an inferior covenant by which he made this statement. He was giving a foreshadow, a type and shadow, what was to come through Jesus, that whenever you're born again, he takes out a stony heart that cannot pump any fluid whatsoever. The heart is meant to pump fluid. It's meant to pump blood. It's meant to pump your healing agents, antibodies, things like that throughout your body. When you get sick, it's your heart that's actually pumping it to the place that it needs to go. But whenever you actually have a stony heart, you can't pump anything. All you can do is beat people up. And he says, my promise is, is I'm actually going to take this and I'm going to give you a responsive heart. I'm going to give you a soft heart, a tender heart that has the capacity to actually pump what it's being poured into. And when we're doing this moving forward, we're just moving forward. But here's what moving forward means. I'm no longer going to come back and be satisfied with a stony heart. Anytime I'm reminded by the enemy of my stony heart, I remind him of what Jesus has done. Anytime that there's a place in my heart that starts to harden up again, I get back to this place that we've experienced for the last hour and a half. I get back to his presence. And whether that's in worship, whether that's through reading his word, whether that's prayer, whether that's getting together with others and saying, my heart is starting to harden right now because of circumstances, would you just help me get back into the place of the presence? When you just cry out to him, you just say, Lord, take me back to the place, the joy of my salvation, that when you took this and you gave me a a responsive heart. See, here's what's interesting. People can come into the presence of God and have an encounter. But they'll only get people wet by what was on the outside. It did not penetrate the rock. It did not transform the rock. And that's why a lot of times people come into the presence. They have an encounter. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is the moment. I've been transformed forever. And yet, two weeks later, life is back to this. And we wonder why. Did they even receive Jesus? 
I think it comes down to this point. We have to be willing as an act of our will to give up anything that looks like this so we can step into the place of a responsive heart. Because what happens with a sponge? It soaks it up. And the more you saturate it, the more you soak it in, it takes what was hard and it begins to drip. Then when life hits you, what happens? He pours out. And what do you do? Never. Your body, if you're born again, say I am. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. We need to change the way we think as if I have to go to church in order to be filled. Certainly it happened here today. But it wasn't about the place. It was about the heart and it was about him. So when we come into this place and the reality is now, I'm constantly squeezing out. I'm constantly moving. Here's the beauty of this. Did you know that the shape of this thing really didn't change? It didn't enlarge when it got full? But it's a lot heavier than it was when it first went in. That's why proximity is not enough. That's why floating on the top, it's not enough. You need to immerse yourself in his presence. And I did get a scrub daddy, so it's got a smiley face. (laughs) The joy of the Lord. Don't worry. I grew up Catholic. on this is it y'all imagine now when a bunch of soaked wet people come out of this room today and go to the restaurant and all people are getting is this suddenly what was a dry land suddenly like why is it raining because you walked in the room because he's raining inside of you the overflow of your heart you will speak the gospel you will love people you will encourage people. You will look at people so, so far from God that it would make you sick, the things that they're doing. And yet, you've been so sucked with the love of God that you have compassion for them because they do not know what they're doing. Right now, in Ashbury College in Kentucky, there's a revival that's taking place. It's a Methodist university. 1970. For those who have been experiencing revival and awakening, and there was a revival and awakening that took place on Ashbury College, a Methodist university, where what we just experienced, I didn't do this to get there. The Lord took us here. But what you just experienced is happening now, and people were coming in and pouring out and going, and it's a time of confession, and there's revival taking place. I'm just going to ask a really honest question. Can we all agree that in Jesus there's no shame, guilt, or condemnation? If you felt... It's okay. No shame, no guilt, no condemnation. And we're not afraid to say, I'm feeling a little hard-hearted today. I walked in here this morning feeling like this. 
And I just want to pray right now. Wasn't everybody stand up with me? If you can. <laughs> it's like a Zumba session here. If you walked in with a stony heart this morning, just say right now, Father, I confess that I walked in with some elements of a stony heart. I've allowed circumstances, situations, or old beliefs to harden my heart. But in this moment, I repel you to place within me a responsive, Soft heart. Let's go ahead and take your communion and hold up the bread, and I bless the bread now. Jesus says, this is my body. He says, and it will be offered up. I stand on this side of the cross and say, and it has been offered up. Past tense. It's already been offered up. The work has already been done. When we eat of his flesh, we're eating of resurrection. So let's take this in remembrance of resurrection. This is the cup. Ongoing, experiential cup. Pouring of his love, his life, his blood in and through our veins. Because now we have a responsive heart that can pump. We can pump the blood of Jesus. We can become the expression of the Father's heart to a lost and dying world but we first drink it for ourselves that we may encounter you fresh and new. Let's take the cup. Mm. Yeah. Can we do one more song and close out with that? Can you do one more time? <laughs> Pick whatever. I think the, the way to close this out is we're going to worship. Thank you so much for joining us as we seek first after God's kingdom and release it to transform lives and cities. If you would like more information about how to grow in the kingdom or connect with Legacy, go to our website, www.legacynb.com.